The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. Podcast One presents Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze, an entertaining behind-the-scenes look at the world of food, where you'll hear from anyone and everyone from the culinary industry, including restaurateurs, TV hosts, celebrity chefs, producers of your favorite cooking shows, and many more. Now, here's your host, Richard Blaze. Hey everyone, uh, Richard Blaze here. This is Starting for Attention. Jasmine Blaze, as always, is across from me uh, in San Diego today. Um, but uh, you head to Hawaii. 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 Tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. You ready Brighton. for your trip? Oh, like beyond ready. Yes. Beyond. Right. This like, is kind so of excited. the big summer vacation. Yeah, it is. Yeah. For us. And it's, been, it's become sort of an annual thing. Uh, again, at least once or twice, depending on work, sometimes three times a year for me on little trips. Wow, yeah, uh, lucky but you. This time, no, this time I haven't gone since I think our trip last year. Yeah, I don't think it, I think that's right. So I'm super excited. We're going to spend 10 days. We're going to be on two islands, which Big Island, which is, isn't there another name for it? I'm not really great with my... Well, I think if you look at um, What's Hawaiian Kona? geography, okay. Kona is a city on the Big Island. Copy that. Hawaii, uh, Big Island, I think, is the the island that most people associate with Hawaii. Like if you yes. had a picture of it on a map, someone would label that island Hawaii. Yes. That's Big Island. It's, it's the very biggest one. biggest one. one. Yeah. Right. And then we're going to Kauai or Kauai right. if or you're Kauai. in California right. uh, uh, for the last couple of days of that trip. Yeah. yeah. I'm just and upset. That's, that's the farthest west and my favorite island. Yeah. Because it's the most bohemian. We, we spent totally. a week there last yeah. year. I'm also, I'm a little disappointed that Kauai um, didn't stay with the Spurs. What do you mean? That's a basketball joke. Kawhi Leonard oh, is a yeah, basketball right. player. Spelled different, yeah. Yeah, spelled different. Uh, but very excited. Uh, we, we're trying to do a couple of podcasts, or at least one, uh, from our time in Hawaii. We've been tracking down Sheldon Simeon. Yeah. But uh, he's not on the island. That's, a, you know. I mean, Chef that's... Wonder. What's up, dude? I know you're on a different island. I think he lives, he rests his head in Maui. In Maui, yeah. Uh, but maybe we'll just try and figure out. Maybe we can get a boat or something. I don't know. <laughs> like, it's, <laughs> again, I don't know. The you're, we'll, we'll, we'll get him over. Maybe we'll, we'll, we'll chip in and get him a flight or something. We'll yeah. figure it out. But we're going to do an episode over there. Matter of fact, we were just kind of chatting because we, I think it is important for us to get content out, new content as much as we can. Once, sometimes twice a week we do it. Yeah. But we can also, we haven't done a, a Q&A in a while. We haven't. Yeah. You're, you're kind of like anti-replay a popular episode, which I'm on summer break. <laughs> well, I'm not on summer break. But I am. But that's fine. So I can do a podcast so, where I just talk, which we'll get, then we'll get, we'll get feedback about how you're the wait. star and no one wants to hear me talk <laughs> for 45 minutes. Um, but we haven't, done a Q, we haven't done a proper Q&A episode okay. in a while. We also haven't done a like Blaze Reviews which is uh, Heather would title those, by the way. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Heather, Heather's not on the team anymore. Uh, well, I mean, she's always on the team, but you know what I mean. Uh, Jeff's behind the glass. I sworn I heard Heather doing some ad reads on a... On another on podcast? A, on our podcast, no. Oh, like really? in one of the like, interstitial, Maybe. like not she got a good our voice. ad reads. She does. Um, Pretty sure it was her, Heather. But we have not done a Blaze Reviews. And I just saw this movie I want you to see called Ramen Heads. Okay. I think it's on Netflix. I saw it twice on a uh, plane. They have Netflix on planes now? It, this was a movie on planes, it, but no, I think Netflix produced it. Like, there's a difference between Netflix, like the carrier, and then Netflix. Are you saying also produces Netflix things. or Netflix? <laughs> I'm saying Netflix. <laughs> okay, no, just not. No, uh, but Ramen Heads, which kind of takes you inside a couple of different ramen shops and yeah. the, and the sort of like ramen culture, like Netflix sneakerhead has been culture. doing a lot of food, lately. a lot of docu stuff. Yeah, right? docu food. But now they got into Dave the kind of competitive food. Well, it's not competitive. What is Sugar Rush? Sugar is a Rush, show that I judged on. The other one, uh, the one that's more like uh, the Pinterest First, one. Uh, oh, it's, it the, it's really good too. How is, is this not just jumping off? It's, it's the uh, oh man. Anyway, people yeah. are gonna jump. They're, good. they're, they're Tell gonna us. The, re- help us remind, remind us what that other one is, it's where people make me. a dish. Uh, that they saw pretty much on online, like a, like they saw maybe on a Pinterest, and then they have to recreate it. Uh, Jasmine isn't even looking at me because this is blowing her oh, mind that she can't remember yeah, remember this. But me. I don't remember it because I wasn't on that show, and <sighs> that's pretty much how I remember things. Wasn't that Magical Elves? It was Elves who produced <laughs> it, but I mean, I wasn't on that show, so I don't yeah. like I, I don't follow it. Hey, listen, if you're looking to buy a car, you're probably familiar with terms like MSRP. 
You might even know what it stands for, but what does it actually mean? The same goes for invoice, list price, and dealer price. It's enough to confuse anybody. All you're really looking for is a price that actually means something. Introducing True Price from True Car. Now you can know exactly what you'll pay for the car you want, including fees and accessories, before you even get to the dealership. True Car dealers will show you the true price on cars like the one you want, all from the comfort of home. And how do you know if your true price is a great price? Because True Car shows you what other people paid for the same car you want. And your certified dealers know this, so they set their true price competitively so they can win your business. So when you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some features are not available in all states. Uh, but Hawaii's coming up. That's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking outside the window right now. The big green egg is smoking. Uh, last Bo- week, I cooked some barbecue. Billowing smoke. Billowing. And remember last week when I was like... I did. Yes, you are you ready for me to become a barbecue guy? Yeah, I really finally like I feel like actually cooked something that like reminded me of like barbecue you'd buy in a store in like yeah, Texas. Good. Yeah. Uh and then we had a nice little sort of ring around it, we got some smoke on it, spritzed it like with the little with the cider vinegar, right? Uh, That's like that a key barbecue. Trick? You know what? I'm not a barbecue expert at all, but yes. I mean not even just with barbecue, but even like on the pass now we'll have like little sort of spray bottles sh- little spritz of like vinegar or lemon juice or citrus to sort of just like finish things up i think that's probably a better way to apply things than like a squirt bottle it sure is right because yeah. you get all the surface of it you get nice like aerosolized mm. little droplets and it just adds this nice little like mm, your first bite just has this tint of acidity which do is you really, remember really nice. a while back this was probably like literally a decade ago maybe longer how old are, yeah probably like two decades ago when they started selling salad dressing in spray bottles do you remember that? I do remember that. Yeah. Like it was when people were like asking for a salad dressing on the side. I think uh-huh, when that became course. very popular. Well, this came up in the David Burke podcast, talk about reruns, um, where David Burke uh, invented a bunch of these little things. Oh, and they, totally. you don't remember this? No. Right. But it's so David Burke, right? And it was like bacon spray. Right. And Parmesan spray. Oh, you're making a yucky face. I don't know. I just yeah, those I two flavors just weren't like what I want to spray on anything. I guess this was years ago. A yeah. lot of people though would just Dog spray treats. that on their arms and just like lick off you. Parmesan flavor yeah. all over the place. Yeah. Um, but uh, the big green eggs is, is is going really well. We're gonna do some. I'm gonna throw some fish on there. I think later. Oh, Great. just made um, aioli. That's right. From scratch That's with right. our youngest. That's right. Yeah, you're doing a good job, like teaching teaching them some. Basics, well, it's one of those reasons, you know. I think, you know, again, when you sort of like start going down two sides, like you're uh, a creative chef, right, that like starts to make things in an untraditional ways. You're also just like a busy parent. So like you buy mayonnaise. Yeah, of course. So like when was the last time that a lot of people just made homemade mayonnaise, I, except for you, Gene? I know that there's Gene and Sheila specifically are listening to the pod right now. Like I make it all the time. Yeah. Um, some people do. Um, but it's also like, you know, mayonnaise and it's like yeah. egg yolk and oil and a little salt and some lemon juice. It didn't take more than five minutes. It didn't take five minutes. We actually yeah. made it. It was weird. I like when I, at the end, when I told Embry, I was like, you've made mayonnaise. You like just passed like your first culinary test. All right. I think you and her thought I was maybe choking. No, no, I believed you. But I broke mayonnaise like on a TV show recently, like right. in the last two years. <laughs> so like, it's not the easiest thing to make. Is like, it there's not? A little, you guys made it look really easy. Yeah. Good it's team. like a little hand eye. So, uh, maybe we'll throw some pictures up. This episode's exciting for a couple of reasons. Um, I think it goes back to the really like core of what starving for attention in my mind was to be okay. where it's like revealing a lot of, um, oh, yeah. the inner workings right. of like restaurants and food television. Yeah. Right. Like the, the inside stories, right. Inside baseball of, yeah. of food TV or cookbooks or restaurant life or whatever it is. I mean, we love getting the big names on that's not to say we don't love mm-hmm. getting them mm-hmm. like we just had grant atkins on oh my last God. week and best episode ever a lot of people amazing. are amazing yeah but this is just a different type of episode this is like for the for those of you out there that like just really dig food really dig food tv these are the stories of like the unheralded heroes yeah and i also like it because okay so it's hugo sanchez who is a culinary producer extraordinaire we've had one other culinary producer on the pod sandy birdsong earlier in right. the season um, and she's from the Elves family. She, she's elves, from sort of like the Top Chef family, and right. Hugo's and more uh, Food Network family, right? right. But, I mean, they cross paths, they war. of course. They, they, they oh, do yeah, different that's what things. I meant. <laughs> What'd you say? I said they war. They're like warring tribes. <laughs> exactly, warring tribes. Um, but what I love about this is, I don't, you know, again, it's, sometimes you wish like you could see all, you know, 50,000 people that are listening to us right now. Right. So, like, you know who exactly you're talking to. But the only way we know is by people DMing us and commenting. So, we really appreciate that. But I feel like. This type of episode 
is aligned with a lot of the people that like listen to the pod that like they, they might they're not I, I don't agree. know how many professional cooks we have but we have right. people that watch food television we have yeah. people that cook at home sure we have people that have other jobs that might even be thinking about like a career, career change? change right maybe yeah so Hugo, every time I hear these stories I'm like <laughs> that'd right. be fun you want to change your career from yeah. and you want to stop being a podcaster yeah <laughs> I think I can mean? still be a podcaster. Are you? Are you? No, I'm all, saying I can be a podcaster and a culinary person. There also has to be a little wind behind your sails here because, like, you've been read, you read because you read the comments. I a don't. lot of people think you're the star of the show now. No one says that. A I, lot of people say that. Number one, I don't ever read comments because that's how big I am in my head already. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, listen. A number of people know the fact that you're the star of the show, uh, but Hugo Sanchez gets into uh, like career change. Yep, that's right. And like he was T, he worked for TSA. That's right. And spoiler alert, I won't say anymore. But like, I love that idea that like we are in this world where right. whatever you're doing right now, if you're listening to this podcast, you're driving down whatever highway that's packed, and yeah. you have you know a couple kids screaming in the background, whatever it is you're doing, you're grinding out a job that All you right. might you don't like. It's just work. Yeah, like you can change. Literally 30 years ago, neither of his jobs were even around. Right. <laughs> TSA right. agent and uh, culinary producer didn't uh, exist. 100%, right? So, and yeah. it's not just, again, I, I say this a lot on the podcast where, and I think because of the Grand Ackett's episode was last, it's like, it's there. You don't have to have the dream that just, I want to open up the best restaurant in the world anymore. Yeah. You can literally just say, I want to take great I want to pictures make of great food. great tacos. Yeah. I want to make just Absolutely. great tacos. Yeah. I just want to be, I want to make green matcha cookies wanna, and have a dope blog. I want blog. to grow or, or reap uh, wheat lacoche. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Right. I want to be, I want to be like a, a, a farmer. I want to start a rooftop farm. Right. I, you know, I always joke around sometimes when I'm on the road about, I want to make um, dollhouse uh, kitchen appliances. Yeah. Have I ever told you that? Those exist. You yeah. like working ones? No, but like I want to be like the best. Oh, <laughs> I okay. want to like... You have some stiff competition. There's I want to make emergent circulators for dollhouses. Uh, okay, like good. stuff nice. like that. Yeah, like I, I want to like do like, kitchen. oh, it's an actual Roboku that, you know, uh, purees miniature garlic. This is a total aside. Okay. Total. Like, good. Glad mm-hmm. you're showing up. Left turn. Hey, <laughs> left turn. It's, I'm on summer break. Okay. I already told I you already. That. And uh, I just saw the other day... This is not an endorsement or an ad or anything, but I just saw the other day that KitchenAid now has made an ice cream attachment to their normal like stand mint whisk. So smart. Yeah, I've been saying. How did that never happen before? First of all, I've been telling them that for years. So you created it. I feel like I created it. (laughs) Well, then where's the? Show me the Uh, money. Also, by the way, by the way, just so everyone's clear, I am that guy. Who every once in a while in my mind, I'm like, I invented that. Absolutely. No, you didn't. Because you know why you didn't invent it? Because you didn't put the plans down. You didn't make it happen. You didn't bottle the sauce. You didn't figure out how to distribute it. That's right. You didn't write the book. Right. Uh, but I'm also that guy yeah. who's like, You're an I invented person. that 25 years ago. Yeah. What do you mean? I mean, I wrote it down in a book, but I never did anything yeah, about it. Exactly. Uh, so of course, I did that too. I invented iTunes way back like in college. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> do us a favor and hit us up on the Instagram and please let us know what you invented that then eventually really got invented uh, and that you're frustrated with because it could have changed your life. But this is a life-changing episode. Also, we didn't even mention it. Artie Sequera, who now Artie. is like... Yeah, Artie is the winner right now she's as far as... Yeah. She's got, what, six episodes in or something like that? Something. She's just amazing. Uh I've always say that too. I got to come up with different words She's to great. say. Fabulous. I listened to uh, our Friday night game night from a couple of Fridays ago with Simon Majumdar. I think it was our last one. Um, I listened to that in Artie and Simon. Are they from similar regions? Because their accents are very similar. Are you, and I know are you that there's a bit of a just right a bit. Um, I know that there are some like similarities, and there's regional dialect, just like there is here, and their accents are similar. I right. Well, I mean, um, they're both Indian, and they both have spent time in in London, right? Sure, maybe right. Yeah. So I'm sure there's some sort of connection there. Something. We'll find out. We'll have yeah. to dig into that. We're gonna do their um, genealogy. Speaking of, real quick, so there's no more game nights, or else we haven't re- we haven't loaded up any new we game. Just nights. haven't loaded them up yet i like um, them a lot i like but them that's a lot too. me so so here's my question we're gonna just take this straight to crowdsourcing here we're gonna right. crowdsource our listeners uh what do you want to see in the friday slot do you want us to yeah. continue game nights right Two, and i'm saying this without even clearing this with you great do you want to produce games specifically for friday like instead of just like grabbing a game from an old podcast episode should we just do like a game night on Friday, but like with different guests and maybe people that are even lesser known or, or mm-hmm. a higher grade celebrity? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay. Um, do you want to do a Q&A sort of mailbag like Friday, like Friday Q&A questions, something yeah. like that? 
Um, or, and this is something that I'm, ah, I'm, I hesitate to say, recipes. Like yeah, I know like I early know. on we talked yeah. about like, do we want to just do a couple of hacks right. and a couple of like quick little tidbits and stuff like that and get a little bit more into actual cooking? Right. Um, do us a favor. Again, uh, let us know. And not just the five of you who always let us know. I appreciate oh. that. No, yeah. I appreciate Jeez. that. No, I'm so saying, you can't ever I'm, overlook the super I'm not fan. overlooking the, the people okay. who are really like co-producing the podcast with us. I'm just saying Good. it'd be nice to also see some new names uh, every once in a while. Starving the number four pod at Instagram. Yeah. DM us. Go. DM us. Leave hit us comment, up. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, Jasmine's about to uh, jump on a plane to I Hawaii. I am like checked out. I'm like in yeah, my grass you're skirt. You're already on Kona. Coconut shells. I'm ready to go. Oh, I'm ready to go now too. I'm a day behind you. I got to do a show. Uh, but without further ado, here it is everyone. Oh wait, no, Jasmine. What happened? Uh, there's something that's really been bugging me. I totally forgot. Ah. Uh, why can a car park itself these days, but we have to drive across town to take a test drive mm. if we want to try out a new car? It's ridiculous. Why can we get approved for a mortgage and lightning speed, dare I say blazing speed, but buying a new car takes an entire day? Yeah. How can an at-home test service tell my entire ancestry, including the fact that I'm 13.7% Norwegian, uh, but I can't see the price of a new car until I purchase it? That's maddening. Yeah. These are all excellent questions, and the people at Hyundai have been wondering the exact same things. That's why they're making it all possible now with the new Shopper Assurance Program. The program's based on four important pillars. One, transparent pricing for convenience, because knowing the price uh, duh, is always better than guessing the price. Two, flexible Test drive, they come to you. You find the Hyundai you love, they bring it to you. Three, streamline purchase for efficiency. No more stacks of papers at the dealership. And four, a three-day worry-free exchange. Peace of mind after you buy a car. What more could you want? The future of car buying is available today with the Shopper Assurance Program. It's not just car buying made easier. It's a chance to feel confident, respected, in control, and at ease while making a great decision, which is how Jasmine feels all the time. Visit HyundaiUSA.com slash Shopper Assurance for all the information. That's HyundaiUSA.com slash Shopper Assurance. And here it is, Hugo Sanchez and Artie Sequera. You're not late. Hey, you can man. never be late. Come You're on. here. What's up, yo? Artie Sequera, Hugo Sanchez. What's up, brother? Awesome. Yeah. Oh, look at look at that. First of all, Artie Sequera is showing up uh, with the big boy Pellegrino. I don't know if they call it a big boy Pellegrino, but I like it. That's twenty five point three fluid ounces of carbonation water. That's right. I just read the label. I will be flapping all the way. Perfect. So we're good. We're good to go. I like that though. Yeah, like you brought like. That way to, way to represent. It. Well, I had it at home, truth be told, and I actually was trying to find my regular water bottle. Yeah. Oh, no worries. But then you were like, hey, you know what like, would hey. you know, be a good bit? Yep. I'm yep. going to walk in there Bring with one in. of the uh, Starving wow, for Attention like, sponsors. You were so inside my head. I was it's like, scary. I'm going to walk yeah. in and be like, here we go. This <laughs> is fun because this is we, we spend so, a lot of time together, right, Hugo? Yeah, absolutely. Have you met my wife, Jasmine? This here she is. Just now. First time. Just now. But... I wanted to bring you on, dude, because like I see you everywhere. Absolutely, right? Like yeah. I, I swear, you are like the you get the most work out of anyone. Certainly, more work than Artie and myself. Uh, I think so. <laughs> That's true. Probably, um, yeah. but you're everywhere. Yeah. You're on like you're you're on every seemingly every cooking show that's on across different networks right yeah i've done everything from uh netflix to food network to top chef uh as a uh, culinary yeah. producer extraordinaire as a culinary well, producer yes do, do you do you put the extraordinaire part uh, in there? you yeah. should once in a while i do the the don culinary producer the what the, the don oh the, oh. the, the oh, oh like the don dada <laughs> the, yeah <laughs> The king. We mm-hmm. all sat back in our seats. I know. That was really good, though. Also, a way to come in and just like, a, you know, every once in a while, I will refer to myself as, you know, the king. <laughs> in our house. Which least, I've, always, yeah. I've always had that Tries. weird thing. This is probably not going to surprise you, Jasmine. But like, because my name is Richard, I've oh, always yeah. had like King Richard. Like, it's always like somewhere yeah. in the back. You're like, you know, obviously, because yeah. that's what like your parents would tell you. Like when you have like a, a sad old classic name like that, they're like, it means king. It's a king's oh. name. You know what I mean? It's a king. Like, oh, OK. I don't know about Does that. It, I thought. I don't know. It doesn't mean king, or is it just a king? I think name? if you look it up, it's like it like it sort of says like means king. But I'm I think sure only because Leo. there were kings. Okay. Well, there's probably many names. <laughs> LeBron, LeBron, Hugo. Okay. Obviously, these are names that are associated with 
royalty. Kings. Oh, Kings. yeah, that's right. Um, mm-hmm. So you're a, you go. You're a culinary producer. I am. Yeah. I, uh, what in the world? I, yeah, does that like mean? we've had one on the show before. <laughs> yep. So you are unfortunately. You are not the first culinary producer to be on the show. Okay. I know where they are done. No, you are the first king of culinary producers. (laughs) Um, Thank you. (laughs) But real quick, break it down for our listeners as to what that actually entails. Uh, We're kind of the uh, behind the scenes of uh, of food. You know, uh, most chefs, contestants walk into a building, a restaurant, a setup of some sort, a studio, mm-hmm, and it's mm-hmm. it's all there. Uh, you know, they don't have to go out and source their own ingredients. They don't have to provide their own equipment. Uh, they come into a kitchen, like, for example, Next Food Network Star. Right, sure. Uh, you know, they walk in, and, and it's there. It's all there. Nice little shout-out, so. because Starving for Attention was just mm-hmm. featured on Next oh, Food Network Star. That's right. That's so cool. Uh, and it's, and I, I'll tell you this, it surged us yeah. through the it ratings. Like, absolutely. Massive like, there's surge. a synergy. Yay. It's great. Basically, I don't think anyone who watched that show, or a lot of people who watch that show, don't know what podcasts are, so I think it really helped us. Like, it's a podcast. <laughs> Let's go find one out. Yeah. Um, but I like how you mentioned it's everything. Because, like, I even think of it as someone who's competed and we judge and we host these shows as, like, the food part of it. Mm -hmm. But so much of it has to do with also, like, the gear and the equipment. Correct. And you're responsible for setting all of that up as well. Yeah, absolutely. There is a team on uh, Next Food Network Star of seven of us. And we are in charge of everything from sourcing the food, getting the equipment, and then we uh, kind of oversee the challenges as the contestants are cooking we're on the floor. We're monitoring, making things, making sure that things are, you know, going accordingly. Right. Uh, make sure no one is uh, doing things that is unsafe. Yeah, going um, accordingly is interesting, though. Because, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. does what it ever? That? What is that? No, no, yeah. Absolutely not. Like, I've seen Artie cook. Like, I know how I cook. Like, going accordingly yeah. is... No, that uh, doesn't happen. Well, especially on grocery games. But, yeah, I think in any competition setting... I think that's why these guys are so vital. I mean, they're they're not only making sure that we're not hurting ourselves, but that we're not, like, spilling blood on the cutting board. Because that happens. You're chopping so quickly. I was going to get into that. The first thing is you're like, I want to make sure people are safe. I've said that before about guys' grocery games. Like, how much blood do you think you're ingesting? Oh, no. (laughs) Just a little? Is it a droplet? That's a question. You go. Let us know. That's why we're there. How much blood are we ingesting? Uh, None at all. We're taking care of you. Good. Because, no, this is actually really great because you don't... You've, I mean, you have been on a set. You, you actually, you go might remember. You judge Cutthroat Kitchen, which we always talk oh, about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The hidden episode yeah. that's never aired. The hidden yet. episode where I was um, mean. <laughs> you weren't for mean. No reason. We haven't seen the edit. We haven't seen the edit yet, so we don't know but how I hope mean. They edited it well. For um, me. But we, we never ingest blood. Why? Because we're there to make sure that you don't ingest blood. Right. Uh, we've had it where many times a contestant cuts himself, and they're they're still cooking. They, you know, mm-hmm. they're pressed for time. They don't want to stop. It, it wastes seconds for them. And yeah, like myself super, personally, like yeah. when I cut myself, just finger flat top, cauterized yeah. uh, automatically. Wow. No, I'm just, I don't. <laughs> that but would be amazing. It would be though. a baller move, actually. Such a baller move. Um, but I, w- one of my favorite moments is what when that happens, and you're sort yeah. of sitting back in the uh, you know judges perch on whatever show it is uh, watching the culinary squad come in yeah. and it's like a pit stop it's like the world yeah. cup absolutely yeah it's in the world cup when someone's bleeding they like they have to like bandage them completely <laughs> oh, and oh. change their jerseys yes, yes. yeah you can't have a jersey with blood like yeah or in the really? NBA the floor's gotta get wiped down like every but like it also yeah. like out of respect because this is one thing I think that the culinary teams do great uh, is that like you are, you're kind of on the team of the competitor, right? Correct. Like you want them to do well because it looks good for the show, also. Definitely. Right. So yeah. like that swap out isn't just like, oh, Debbie cut herself again. Mm-hmm. No. Let's go get a cutting board from the back. Like you're like, right. is that? And I'm just curious now because I'm not behind the scenes. Is there? Is that like swap out? Like set? Is there like a, 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 a you know, injury swap out ready to go? So there's a medic on standby always. Got there's it. culinary teams on standby. We've got a full cart uh, ready with equipment, cutting boards, oh, wow. knives, uh, and then usually we'll run into the pantry if you bled all over your onion, which it seems to be the, the thing that people are totally. trying to cut onions really fast and you Ooh. bled on your onion. They're round. So, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> we, we fly in there while the medic bandages uh, the contestant up. It takes maybe 30 seconds a minute depends yeah by the time the medic's done bandaging the contestant up we're uh yeah new clean cutting board new onion and i've been uh switched out 
Yeah, all, all good sanitized. to go. And usually while that's happening, also, like, um, real quick note on the medics, right? Because already, yeah. like, so there's always a medic, any show, right, on standby. Mm-hmm. And, like, even when you're getting uh, bandaged up, because I've cut my finger, I'm sure, on a show or two, like, you're still... Trying. Swirling <laughs> sauce with the right. other hand, yeah. yelling at the culinary team. Uh, or, you know, I mean yelling, but like, like you're intense, yeah, like you're yelling. in the moment. The medics, <laughs> we need to bring a medic on the show. Yeah. Uh, we because need to talk to med- them. The medics usually, I know you know more than I, because you you truly are like doing this every day. But like, the medics kind of change up, it seems they like. They do. Right? So yeah, they're just right. like, like, one day they get a call and they're like, mm-hmm. oh, you're going to do this show. Right. Or you're going to go stand by on a movie set to be a medic, whatever it right. is. If we're lucky, we'll keep the same medic throughout a show. Oh, you say yeah, if you're lucky, yeah. why? Because, uh, like you said, there's you know constant rotation of medics or mm-hmm. on movie sets or doing commercials or doing you know competition. Right. Shows, so a commercial kind of might not be an, in, right. uh, an not intense bandage situation. Correct. No. Um, uh, but but on a show like there is like you need a medic that is also kind of like hey you're gonna have to hustle out there. We need like a fast bandager. Yeah. And that's right. the thing. Sometimes they're not. Oh, Sometimes yeah. they take their sweet time because they're like this is my moment. Yeah. No. 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 Oh, no. Nice. Oh. Here I am. Oh, have you seen that kind of happen? Just I feel I feel it and I feel for the contestants. I always feel for them when they're like, you know, stirring with their left hand as if that's gonna do anything. Right. You know what I mean? But it's just psychologically you you feel like you need to do something. But you always or quite often see the chefs going, hurry it up, hurry it up. Definitely. You know? I've been that no. guy before. Uh, yeah, Because well, quite often a chef knows how to bandage them, themselves up faster. Right. Maybe not better, right. but exactly. faster <laughs> than a medic does. Exactly. Um, I, I love that. I never thought that like the medic would be like, Here's, <laughs> this is my time. You'd, you'd be surprised how many times a, a contestant or a chef asks for duct tape. Yeah, yeah, right. Put exactly. Duct tape on duct tape it. it Whoa. We're like, yeah. okay. Yeah. See, I, so I love this. Like, I, I'm a, a big fan of stats in general. So, like, we need to spend more time together so I can get that. Like, you know, 13 times this season, someone asked for duct tape. <laughs> like, when, when, like, when, when we said when we were yeah. talking about even like cutting yourself, you were like, it's usually onions. Yeah. Like, right. you start Those to see these cool. sort of like commonalities between chefs and the things that sort of happen. Right. Right. Yeah. I got to Okay. Totally. Now we're going sideways here. Behind the scenes, I would, if I was you, and I think maybe Artie, because I know she's a gambler, mm. and definitely <laughs> Jasmine. <Yeah. laughs> totally. When you get to see who the competitors are, oh, yeah. are you guys playing the sort of like, this person's going to win, who's, yeah, who's going to win? win? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, nice. Very good. Good answer. I, I'm not sure I believe you. <laughs> Because there was that like sort of pregnant pause there. Yes. It's like uh, which Super is maybe pregnant. you just picked up from like you know watching Artie deliver like someone going home, be like the nice, <laughs> the nice sort of moment to, before you have to eliminate someone. Uh, but you're not playing. There's no there's no behind the scenes like yeah station no, three. I, I, you know after Jones going down after the Joe. second episode that you've seen them cook and you've seen them do their deliveries. You you kind of get a, a, a feel of who's going to do best. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, well, some of the more, on some of the more episodic shows, it probably is a little easier to see that versus like a guy's grocery games where it's Correct. new contestants every episode, right? So if you're on Top Chef, you get to see someone's string of sure, mm. sure. failure, success, and kind of... But do we all fall into... This is also... This is fascinating to me. Because like we do this. <laughs> do we all sort of generally fall into different categories of chefs? Oh, Absolutely. Like, that's the hothead. This is gonna. This is the guy who's going to try and do no, too much with yeah. not enough time. Every one of us is Absolutely. a snowflake. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> unique and individual. <laughs> <laughs> Am I getting teamed up on no, you? No, I, no, no, not miss? at all. <laughs> I'm going to fall back. <laughs> like, I, mean, and I, yeah. I don't mean besides like the casting part of it. We know sure. that like, okay, there's an age difference and there's gender and there's, you know, uh, ethnicity and all these things, of course, yeah. that like you're casting this diverse group. But like from the chef perspective, is it like, yeah, that's the, the too fancy chef. That's the, I've never really been in a kitchen. That's the home cook. Right. It's, you see it a lot more with the, the chefs that you work with kind of more on a regular basis. Okay. Chefs that you've worked on other shows with. Uh, oh, so like the celebrity chefs. The celebrity chefs, oh. correct. Oh, yeah. mm, nice. You see that. You, be, because you know here. more. You know, you've you've worked with them five or six times, so you, you know their habits. Interesting. Now, do you do anything behind the scenes to sort of like be more prepared for that? So I'm going to assume, I'm taking a shot here. So like Justin Warner... Uh, our dear friend and like Richard Blaze perhaps play a little bit more in the same sandbox correct than Artie and 
Yeah, I've Justin. Ne- I've never reached for the liquid nitrogen. Right? right. Yeah. I cannot pick it up. Surprising. So, like, are you... Are, are we're we're any... doubling up on the liquid nitrogen when nice. it comes around. This is probably we're, true, though. It's very true. Right. Yeah, no. And would the same thing be said for, like, um, curry leaves and uh, yeah. the spice game? Definitely. I'm sure. Even, Absolutely. Even though I know so you don't sweet. like being the spice queen no, as I, it is. I don't mind the spice queen. It's actually really funny because I just did a challenge yesterday for foodnetwork.com where I had to taste spices blindfolded. Ooh. Mm. Wait. And there was a, really? I felt a lot of pressure on my shoulders. <laughs> yeah. I've done that once. It's really it's really hard. Horrifying. It's really horrifying. Truly horrifying. Because also because once you taste one, like you know, the show that the one that I did was all sort of holiday inspired spices, and so once you taste cinnamon, yeah, all you taste is cinnamon. Yeah, Ooh, your palate's like blown true. out. Yeah, it's right? totally blown out. Mm. No matter how much all water of them, I drank. ginger, like any, they any all of those. The same. Yeah. She, I was like, all is this spice. clove? She's like, nutmeg. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because you know what? But, but okay, well, same family though. These sweet were, aromatic spices. Yeah, they yeah. were but all like, brown. There's nothing more <laughs> embarrassing. It was so embarrassing. So I've done that yeah. once. We did a Top Chef challenge like that and like I watched Rick Bayless master of Mexican cuisine do that and like misidentify mango right and oh, now yeah. everyone was like oh <gasps> oh no not that like, like you know I mean yeah. but it's tough it is that's tough. one that people can play at home too quite honestly it's a oh, fun totally. game it's super fun to like just throw some blindfolds on and then we did you know we had a little science show once where we did it with your nose closed and your eyes closed that's and then big. It's pretty much impossible. Yeah. Because yeah. a banana and a mushroom are pretty much it's the, the same wild thing. West. When, you <laughs> when you can't taste or smell, then... Wow. Wait, wait. Banana and a... Yes, there's a joke somewhere in there. Um, <laughs> oh, wait. What were we, I'm sorry. What were you talking about? Oh, yeah. Keeping special ingredients around. Right. Yeah. For special chefs. So, yeah. You know who's coming. And yeah. So, you know, you try to stock your pantries up, your store, and grocery yes. games. Who- and... Uh, I'm sorry. I'm just so, like I'm, I'm, you, you stock up for who's who are the most angry chefs? The most angry celebrity oh. chefs. Let's just get right into it. Hot, 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 <laughs> hot, 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 And like I mean, in the moment, which means just to, to, yeah, to like clarify, yeah, like fierce this. competitor. Is that yeah, what you're like saying? Off, maybe? off campus, and like when they're not like in the competitive moment, because I know I can be in, way too intense sometimes in competition. I've probably no. said things to you, yeah. not way, even knowing who I was talking to in the morning. That's a competition. Just like yeah. Uh, and you, and you, of course, I guess, you know, you should answer. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to go based off my last experience. And, and, yes. and I love the guy. Yes. I've worked tons with him, and, and I think he's awesome. But my last experience with him, uh, he had turned into the Incredible Hulk, and that nice. was uh, uh, Mr. Irvine. Yes! Oh. <laughs> First of all, I was thinking of him before you even said yeah. Incredible yeah. Hulk, and then when you said Hulk, I was like, he's yeah. definitely going, yeah. Uh, yeah. Definitely. He, he the gets shirt it. ripping, it yeah. seems. And, and yeah. let's be honest, that is just a thing, like, he's got so many muscles. Like, there sure. is probably a little bit of that Incredible Hulk sort of thing. He's like, it's time to lift 800 pounds now. <laughs> smash! Hulk smash! Right? And I feel like he has, that's also like, part of his character like he is this sort of strong sure. soldiery yes. character Assertive. yeah um, so I like the way to answer the question too <laughs> yeah good um, for you didn't back down no no all right, everyone, uh, taking a break right here because the truth is this. Most of us are brushing our teeth wrong. We're not doing it for long enough, and we forget to change our brush on time. I know that that's the case with me. That's because most brands focus on selling flashy gimmicks rather than better brushing, but not Quip. So what makes Quip so different? For starters, Quip is an electric toothbrush that's a fraction of the cost of bulkier brushes while still packing just the right amount of vibrations to help clean your teeth. Quip's built-in timer helps you clean for the dentist-recommended two minutes with guiding pulses that remind you when to switch sides. Next, Quip's subscription plans are for your health, not just for your convenience. They deliver new brush heads on a dentist-recommended schedule every three months for just $5, including free shipping worldwide. Quip also comes with a mount that suctions right to your mirror and unsticks to use as a cover for hygienic travel wherever you take your teeth. And finally, everyone loves Quip. They were in Oprah's O-List, named one of Time's best inventions, and it's the first subscription electric toothbrush accepted by the American Dental Association. Plus, listen, they're backed by a network of over 20,000 dentists and hygienists and hundreds of thousands of happy brushers use Quip every day. Quip starts at just $25, and if you go to getquip.com slash starving right now, you'll get your first refill pack free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack free at getquip.com slash starving. That's G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash starving. 
Hey guys, listen, I know that you love starving for attention with Richard and Jasmine Blaze. Uh, well, if you like our show, you're going to love The Good Life with Stevie and Cezanne. Join them each week as they inspire minds, captivate listeners, and have powerful conversation with people who are making an impact in the world, from major celebrities to everyday people. They will motivate you to live the good life. Listen free each week on Podcast One or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Now back to Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze. You were in one of my restaurants this weekend. I was. Which is not a plug for the restaurant, but thanks for hanging no. out with us. Aww. No, thank you for and having me. What Delicious. I loved about um, spending time with you there was, in, in our natural course of conversation, you revealed part of your origin story, which, mm-hmm. like, I'm a big superhero fan, so, like, it was great to, like, hear your story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll just set the stage. You're a culinary producer now. You're a chef. Right. You're, like, all over the place. Like, this is a business that, quite honestly, didn't exist five years ago, probably. Mm-hmm. Ten years ago, for I'm, sure. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it, it was new to me. Uh, I went to culinary school about eight years ago. It was art. It was the art yeah, department it, it was, that exactly. handled some of this stuff in like food shows. Now it's a culinary department. Right. I, I think in the last couple of years, it's, it's been recognized as a, its own department. But before you were a culinary producer, you were a? Uh, screener at for TSA. TSA. Nice. Really? Did you not know this? Were you no. on the? Wait a second. Were you okay. on the? Did, are you trained specifically? So were you like ID check or bag check or yeah, X-ray? Like, you know, ev- everything. You do everything. This was this was right cool. after uh, 9/11 when I applied uh, to join the agency, wow. and uh, we were Ooh. kind of uh, first on the ground. Uh, yeah, I know. That's yeah. Like, Why like, did like you some do that? Stuff. Sounds like so. Yeah. Had you already gone to culinary school at that? No, point? no, I hadn't. So this is what. Uh, Oh, 2002, 2001. Hmm. Uh, you know, the, the airports start federalizing. And so we kind of were the first uh, team to put together. Um, and then we were, uh, we, I worked in Burbank, so not, not far from here, here in Los Angeles. Right. Um, and so we basically were the first ones to come in. The security wow. was still private at the time. Kind of fun, though. You also you were TSA at Burbank. Yeah, TSA at Burbank. <laughs> <laughs> right? So, like, not LAX. So, like, that's kind of a very posh TSA position, Sure, yeah. Not, not massive yes. like a, you right. know, LAX or a big airport like Atlanta, but... Which I would want know, if I was doing TSA. I would want, really? like, a smaller... A you small want, one. No yeah. way. Yeah. It's very yeah. personalized. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah, right. you see the same flyers at the business travelers every yeah. Monday. Right. You know, yeah. what their itinerary is and... Yeah, so that's that's what I did. Uh, I worked for TSA for five years. And you're and you're and you were doing with TSA again. What were you doing specifically, or like? Uh, so I, I were you looking was at hired bags? As, a, as, yeah. a, as a lead. Okay. And so yeah, basically my job entitled everything. First, uh, you know, at the checkpoints. You know, yeah, yeah, people sure. People coming through the metal detector. We're checking bags, running the X-ray machine. Mm. And then uh, within the year, I promoted to supervisor, and so now it was more overseeing the checkpoints. Uh, we had three checkpoints. So we had a baggage claim. Um, then we had we had two baggage claims, Terminal A, Terminal B. And then we had uh, security checkpoints at Terminal A and Terminal B. Weirdest. So we, so here, we rotated. Oh, here's the way I see this going. Yeah. You're working the checkpoints. You're pulling lots of, like, gel liquid ingredients from people's bags. Mm-hmm. You realize the food world is huge and amazing, and you decide <laughs> right. to get into food. <laughs> yeah. Is that how it went? Uh, Wolfgang Pub came through one day. See? And I was oh, like, yes. <laughs> Knew it. Well, well I, I think story. I want to do it. True story. Okay, yeah. Wolfgang really? comes in. Wolfgang right? comes See? through. and He's and, carrying he's sous vide veal schnitzel <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> in my story. Oh. Nice. Right, no, yeah, he did, was going to eat it on the plane. Does he? Do we have to check Wolfgang's bag? Uh, I think his son's bag. We we had to check. Yeah, truffles. And, and he was, yeah, <laughs> coming back from some exotic like <laughs> location, and so uh, we, I started chatting up with him, and uh, the food was something I always wanted to do. And so we had a conversation, and and he kind of started my brain turning, and I started looking into culinary schools after that. What did he say to you? Wow. Yeah, I know, right? Did, you didn't tell me this part of the story, dude. <laughs> yeah, this is amazing. I know. Okay. Well, I, I always wanted yeah. to, to cook, and, and at home, I as, as a kid, I would cook, and it was something I always wanted to do, and, you know, in high school, you're trying to figure out where you're going to school and all that good stuff, and, uh, you know... You, you don't make much money working in the kitchen. Uh, right. You know, it's true. starting off as a, as a line cook. Sure, sure. You're right. making. So that was kind of a, you know, people pushed me, not pushed me, but, you know, advised me not to go that direction. Right. You know, they're going to, you know, unless you really love it, you're not going to make any money and, you know, work long hours and weekends and all that good stuff. So I went the, the law enforcement route after uh, high school. Um, and so 
it was just something that was always on my mind. And there was a, a lot of things that kind of kept telling me, you should go that route. You should go that route. Uh, and then that you is f- one of the... So you confiscate truffles from Wolfgang Puck's <laughs> child. I, I don't know That's what truffles are at this story. time. Right, you don't know what they are. <laughs> yeah. But they're ringing the bell for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> and that sends you into the world of the culinary arts. Uh, not but, not immediately. Not immediately, but, but I, I, I like that. For I think the story. that's, that's for the yeah, sake for of the that's story. Yeah. Like you know, it's a radioactive spider bite. Sure. Yeah. Wolfgang Puck, there's a truffle, boom. Wolfgang now you're a culinary producer. Real quick, before we move forward, I have some beef with TSA. Okay. Uh, uh, just to get it out. One, you guys owe me not you guys, I mean I know you're not representing the agency sure, at the moment, sure. but you guys owe me at least eight hundred dollars in hair gel. Yes. Like, that's one hundred percent true. Like uh what you kind owe of hair gel no, do you use? I'm gonna tell you where the biggest racket is though it's leaving Hawaii have you this guys ever true. done this leaving yes. Hawaii so they sell um, <clears throat> like all different kinds of butters yeah of Lilikoi course like butter you're leaving Hawaii and, like, so passion like fruit pineapple butter. jelly yeah, yeah, yeah. and jam yeah. and lily koi butter but it's yes. butter but it's butter it's specifically the butter mm. one and they yes. sell it in the airport it's all over the place and they confiscate it <gasps> all yeah. the time and I feel like no. it's just a, a, it's a ring racket. like it's just a leave, it leaves your bag and it goes right back to your shop it just like keeps going it's just like the same six bottles it's like a belt actually straight out of the airport right back to the shelf that's hilarious matter of fact the last time and this was like two weeks ago when they when they took my hair gel because yeah. I forgot to take it out because I'm yeah. smart enough now but like I forgot and they took it and I was like I hope you enjoy the hair product <laughs> when I left like such a douchey that'll move. teach them yeah. that'll like, teach them and then your... like she made it obvious that like obviously they don't keep the stuff so right. she threw it in the trash like right in front of me she's like this is how I'm going to enjoy it yeah. your $40 what kind of hair gel do you of, use hey, this was serious ooh, product ooh Oh, this oh, was can we okay. Say this? No, no, we can't say it. this okay. was Ruzel, which is this uh, Dutch Amsterdam uh, hair product that has an awesome pig on the can, oh. and I only buy it because the, the tin can. has right. this, oh. you know, chef's tattoo pig on the cover. But lately, I've been uh, rocking the Suavecito, oh. which is a Southern California brand. Very nice. Uh, and giving him a little shout right there. Love so, it. The hair, okay, sorry. Second thing is, as a molecular gastronomist, <laughs> and I know that Alton Brown and Justin Warner and Wiley Dufresne and uh, other chefs who dabble in the molecular arts or probably also have this happen to them. You guys have also given me a tough time because I travel with a lot of molecular ingredients, the xanthan gum, the carrageenan, the sodium oh. alginate, the calcium chloride. <laughs> it happens to be that these are all white powders. Yes. Right. <laughs> And it happens to be that TSA wants to really look into a dude who's traveling with 19 miscellaneous white powders. Sure. So you have a little, little suspect. It's reasonable. I keep telling them, like, dude, it's just going to thicken your saliva. And, like, the dog's not barking. Why are you giving me trouble? But it, it, I, have, I have been patted down once or twice. Okay. Yeah, that for also a metal button on my underpants. But we have fixed that. Anyway... <laughs> Artie, while we're getting this, does anyone else have beef? Uh, Jazz, Artie, do you have any beef with TSA? Because we, you're stealing our passion fruit butter and our hair gel. Butter. You know, and mostly it's yeah, it's always hair products. Oh, you know, nice. like really good smelling ones that I'm like mm. that cost yeah. thirty dollars. Oh, yeah, this wasn't something from the uh, the Dwayne Reed or the CVS that uh, you're grabbing. Yes, here. exactly. <laughs> uh, listen, this curly hair takes a lot of upkeep. Yeah, yeah. But the other thing is, I remember one time I had a little thingy of. Um, of uh, shower gel and it was seasonal so it wasn't going to come back for a whole other year Ooh. and they took it from me oh my gosh and I was so like, also what is it like persimmon or like what like, what, what <laughs> flavor was, is so incredibly <laughs> like seasonal it was like rainbow snowflake or something oh, like that not even a flavor just like a mystical thing it that smells doesn't, so good it's though. unicorn but you didn't know unicorn's a spring ingredient <laughs> And you can only get it in the two weeks of the spring. So it's uh, horn sheds. Exactly. So so now you're so you go from TSA and then but how do you now so you now you want to be in the food world, mm-hmm. how do you end up being a culinary producer? Uh, by accident actually. Uh, I was sitting in my wine studies class and this kid that was getting ready to go to his internship uh, starts chatting it up and so I asked him where, where he was gonna intern and he, he didn't know if he was gonna go to the food network or to Italy. And I said, Food Network? Why <laughs> Italy? I mean, that's culinary why, conversations. Uh, why, yeah. why wouldn't right. you want to go to Food Network? So, that's funny. long story short, I found out how I could intern at the Food Network and didn't even know this world existed. Right. Of, uh, because I, and that's why I love having you on because a lot of people still probably don't. Yeah. Right. So, you, did you go to New York then? I did. I went to New York. I worked at the Chelsea Market at the wow. Food Network. And so, I. As, I an, spent, inter- as an intern? As originally. an intern, yeah. As an intern. So wow. Cool. I, uh, I, I worked in the test kitchen for about. Two months. The last month I was there, they asked me if I wanted to work a show. I believe the name of the show was called 
I love this Dessert because first? this means yeah. it's not a show that oh, exists anymore. Oh, right? yeah. yeah, I yeah. believe so. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Was it? Oh, <laughs> it you've was been good on. job. Party, party. I'm sitting yeah, yeah, right exactly. here. Yeah. <laughs> Artie hosted it. I uh, never made it to season two. Artie, we can do that a lot, by the way. Yeah. Like when you're here, we could just be like, here are all these amazing the shows. Yeah. Yeah. Here's true okay. or false. Did Artie mm-hmm. host the show or did Richard Blaze host this show? Exactly. And did it make it to season two? That is a good game. All right, so now you're on the now you're out of the test kitchen into the show. Now I'm working the first show and I think it's amazing yeah I've never done anything like that before now because you're a fanboy and like you like watching yes. the stuff okay yeah, for, true, true. Well, it's nice you're, you're yeah. looking to see what's going on you're eating a lot of good food uh, at the same time you get to uh, it was the first baking show I'd ever done, so that was kind of nice. That's cool. Um, well, then, well I, I like that. Why, so my idea, my, my thoughts on baking, because I've you know judged and hosted a couple baking shows, is like baking is a totally different game. Right. Generally, because like the challenges <laughs> are like you have eight hours, correct, <laughs> to I'm, bake, a, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, to yeah. do this versus, versus thirty minutes right. versus twenty or thirty minutes. Right. So like the pace was enjoyable. It was. Yeah. Baking is isn't that so true though? Like it baking is, yeah. is just like it's enjoyable. It's yeah. supposed to be therapeutic. You, you can, I think baking. Is the golf mm-hmm. of like food competition? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It is. It's definitely. It's golf. I'm, I'm golf clapping. Yeah, golf I'm going to sit yeah. down on my sofa. I'm probably going to fall asleep somewhere in, <laughs> in the game, but that's okay. I'll wake up before they announce it. Winner. Who's getting the jacket? Who won, yeah, right. Who won the spring equinox baking challenge? <laughs> I know. And then they eat cobs, which makes you even sleepier. Also, I just dropped in a little joke like the spring equinox yeah, baking challenge. It. There's so it. many baking yeah. shows that it's just like we need to we need to invent What's a holiday to have a baking holiday. show. Spring equinox. Right? That's awesome. Uh, yeah, perfect. Now we can do the summer solstice baking competition. <laughs> um, all right, so you now you so you fall in love basically. So now I fall in love, and uh, I meet this awesome other culinary producer from Los Angeles, uh, Katie Allen, mm. and oh. she says, uh, you know, we're we're going to be in Los Angeles filming. Are, are you interested in uh, filming this small show we call Iron Chef? Mm. With oh, me, right? Nice. Did she say it like that too? Like, kind of no, like, no, no. <laughs> if you've ever heard She's of this like, little show. What are you doing next month? We're going to be filming Iron Chef in LA. You want to join? And I was like, No, I, I, I absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that was it. And then you're and full force. Since then, it's been mostly competition shows for you. It's right? been ninety eight percent competition shows. How mm-hmm. how has it changed as far as like are there people now coming into that world that know there's culinary production and like are specifically. Like coming in to be like, yes, I want to be a culinary producer. Uh, I think so. I think it's out there, not as much as uh, people wanting to compete and become, you know, the next Richard Blaze or Bobby Flay. I, I think people want to be on shows and they want to win and they mm. they want to, you know, move Are up and have their sure. own shows. TV savvy, more TV. Uh, they want to be more on TV than behind the scenes. What's uh, the the ratio of people that are like? On the culinary production team because they're like food people or on the culinary production team because they took a PA job and they really want to make movies, but they're going to have to start by washing dishes on one of your shows. I would say about nine out of ten are culinary school work <laughs> okay. at a restaurant, well. uh, you know, kind of moved up the ranks, whether they started as a PA and transferred into culinary with that knowledge. Uh, but you, you do get uh, once in a while you get some people who are just hard workers. And and just mm-hmm. want to learn, mm-hmm. uh, and sometimes you just need to so, be like a I'm hard just, work. I'm just here for a great. Yeah, of course, yeah. right. That was one of the questions we asked too. Like some people are uh, maybe just they're just there for a job, and there's right. nothing wrong with that, right? Yeah. They're right. working hard. Um, listen, uh, we're gonna get to the back back nine of the podcast here by um, answering some viewer questions. Sure, are you guys ready? Mm-hmm. Artie, you can jump in here too. Okay, if you want, since you're like you know, I just want <laughs> want you to know that you can you might you might have these answers. These are from viewers. Uh, that have questions for culinary production. I like listeners. Or, I so nice. listeners. Uh, sorry, listeners, right. We're not, we <laughs> haven't done the video yet, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. Jeff, we gotta, I'm ready for the vlog. Yeah. I'm ready to be His a vlogger. His hair is ready, people. Yeah. It, it, I'm feeling not very so uh, like Eastern European today. I said, I don't, I don't I'm 8% see it. Polish. I just kind of like found out for the World Cup DNA test. Oh. Um, but I'm feeling like, like a guy. Well. You're like that. a Guy Ritchie European hairstyle right now. Do you know who that is? No, I don't know who Guy Ritchie is. Isn't it Guy Ritchie? You know, like those movies, Lockstock, Barry, Snatch, like... I'm going to take not, it as... I, it's he, not a compliment. He might, Ooh, it's he not might a punch compliment. you in the face. <laughs> yeah. nice. he's, a, he's a little rough around the edges. Oh, Madonna's oh. ex-husband. There oh, you go. Yeah. all right. Sean Penn? I'm, no. Okay, got that, it. No worries. Okay, anyway. Right. Here we go. Here we go. That, <laughs> obviously, I've failed in every celebrity <laughs> reference today, which is why I love coming to the studio, too, because there's always like some really cool person here, and I have no idea who they are, but oh. the only person I want to meet is um, Norman Lear. 
right? We he was were like, here oh, after yeah. one day. Yeah. He was here one day before. I, he was here one day, but I couldn't yeah. say hello he to him, even yeah, though he, he was here and I he was didn't there. didn't pull the trigger, yeah. But, like, I don't know Oh, who, you were so, like, starstruck. Uh, you know, he, it's just, yeah, I'm like, weird. He loves Langers. Probably. You could probably find him at Langers. He really? loves Langers. Wow, okay. Yeah. We're going there right after this. Oh, okay. Yeah. And Jesse, that was also my way of like Jeff, like, hey, Jeff, you can hook me up with an autograph. Okay, you go. Here we go. Question from Larry in Chicago. What happens to all the food? That's the. I feel like the question. It is. It's kind of Larry starting off with I think uh, the the most common big question. Sure. So most of the food is donated. Uh, We did uh, behind the scenes for Guys Grocery Games, which is I think the biggest show, the biggest amount of food because it it is a supermarket that we 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 set up. Uh, My job there is purchasing director. Whoa, your job at Guys Grocery Games is purchasing purchasing director, director, right? And there's there's departments, and we run it like a a grocery store. Yeah, that also sounds like an job title. Like purchasing director? I, I've not like food and beverage. Oh, you mean like like, like it needs to be like, like approved? Like, like, yeah, you have yeah, to like you have to stamp stuff. things. Yeah. It doesn't like, get. I feel like you have more pens in your stuff. pocket when you're usually on set there. I like a like clipboard, yeah, sure. a little sharpie. Got yeah. it. Absolutely. I will say we watched um, Guys Grocery Games this weekend. Already was uh, on. It was uh, very cute. The girls were like were enthralled. So cute. But listen, I worked in a grocery store. Your grocery store is tight. Like it's fronted. It's beautiful. It looks really nice on camera. Like I, you know, I was fronted. Everything's like to the front of the shelf. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm sorry. I'm using it's, supermarket it's, it's lingo. It's, and it's and it's real. I mean, you want to just wax about that for a second because it is it is a special thing. Yeah, no, it, it is, and you know, it, it develops every season. There's some mm-hmm. new product there. We're we're working with some new vendors, local. We like to use a lot of local stuff up there, and it, it's a team. It's it's a massive team. I mean, you. I'm sure you know Tara O'Reilly and of course Megan and all them. It's it's you know it's a huge effort, and they're they're the biggest part of it's it. A bunch of so. hipsters running around that. That's <laughs> <laughs> right? There are like, some hipsters. There's, there's a, a lady in a floppy hat and a guy in a little beanie. Yeah, a little and, bright and, and then there's like beanies, yeah. 50 yeah, pounds. There's 50 pounds of live langoustines. Yeah. <laughs> That's what makes that show different. Yeah. You would think Northern that it would California. be all just straight up like Food Network stuff and donkey sauce and like all of that. But it's like then there's live langoustines and then right. there's like just incredible yeah. meat and it's changing. Seafood. It's constantly changing because the challenges are changing. You know, we're. You know, one Let's day we're honest. doing uh, high low wheel. You know, right. so yeah. we've got some some low end product, and then we've got Canned truffles and mussels, wagyu and beef. And so, but how, how what percentage of it is changing? Do you think? Like, because you have the whole store, what changes out? I mean, I'm guessing meat and produce are kind uh, of the definitely biggest meat and producer are things. being changed out twice a week. Right. Um, I love at the end of the day when you guys, it's like. We're cut, we're wrapped, and you guys run out with the burlap sacks (laughs) and cover all the produce and, you know, the lights go down, you missed everything, you cover it. And then first thing in the morning when we walk in, you guys are out there pulling the sacks off, rearranging everything. Mm. I mean, it really is. It's like being seafood. It's an actual operating store. And then then for guys' grocery games, you guys are donating all that at the end, at the wrap? We're we're donating on a daily basis. Like you've got stuff like bread that obviously... Yeah. You you know go stay on a daily basis. On a daily wow. basis, wow. Yeah. doing good. Yeah. Every once in a while, you donate to me because I'll be like, "Hey, can I grab two Dungeness crabs to take yeah. back to my hotel room? And make some ramen." Absolutely, that's a true story. By the way, how do you do that? I put two crabs in my dresser in the hotel, and I made some ramen in the coffee machine. Yeah, and I picked the crab meat and I threw oh, it into cooked. the cooked. Yeah, cooked already. I mean, I, I didn't cook. When them. you say I put two, I kind of wish they weren't live Dungeness crabs, but these were steamed already. Okay, sorry. All right, next question. Uh, this is from Blanche. In Miami, Florida. Boca Raton, perhaps. No, I think it was just Miami. Just Miami? Said, yeah. uh, who cleans the pots and pans? Uh, oh. It's a combination of uh, we have stewards, uh, production assistants sometimes will pitch in. Poor yeah. PAs. Yeah. I know. I feel mm-hmm. so. Poor, the poor PA who's like, yeah. I just want to create my hit movie. Right. <laughs> and I'm going oh. to uh, wash dishes. I'm, I'm cleaning stoves. It's not yeah. even making airport runs. You like know, you're washing dishes, yeah, rather, and like really gnarly wash, dishes. I'd rather yeah. wash dishes than make airport. They, they've got a yeah, nice I setup, though. I, I you're on say, set. You're on set that way. Yeah. Yeah. True, true. They have, they have a sweet setup, though. They, they've, yeah. they've got their whole setup in the back kitchen, and we bring in our carts of dirty dishes, and they they scrub away. And they sometimes those, you're you guys have the high pressure the, water right, the high thingies. pressure. Uh-huh. Yeah, easy. Yeah. Look at this. I, they I mean, got they got it easy. It's all right. Here, sorry. No, go. Are some chefs messier than others, or like who's the messiest? I'm, I'm pretty oh, messy. Shoot. I'm saying, like, I'm yeah. my breath right here. <laughs> they, some are messier yeah. than others. But, but, you know, you find that the, the, the chefs that have competed 
often are the cleanest. Yeah. Mm. Mm, interesting. Well, interesting. interesting. I would say that the more you compete, the more you know, like, none of it matters at all. I'll be as messy, <laughs> be as, messy as yeah, I can that's be. True. Once, away. once in a while, you do have a, a, a chef and just starts throwing things on the floor. Oh, yeah. Yeah. On the floor. Uh, you try to be, you try to be the safe. Floor. There is also yeah. a safety yeah. angle of it. Yeah. All right, next question is from Edna in Peekskill, New York, up from where I went to culinary school. <laughs> uh, who is the biggest diva to work with on Food Network? Mm-hmm. Who's the biggest diva to work uh. with? from Food Network from Edna wow we've already said Robert deep, Irvine a- is the potentially every once in a while well, maybe the word diva Hulk smash means- mode maybe yeah. uh, <clears throat> Artie is here so we're not going to rush that Besides Artie, most so needy most of these people Let's, have been guests on the pod maybe if we if we rephrased it in like who do you have to prepare the most for or yeah there you go you know, uh, you who know takes the most preparation we don't interact as much with our hosts as people think we do. Got it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, for example, Bobby and Jetta, awesome. Love yeah. them. But, you know, yeah. we see them on their way into set. Hello, good morning, right. goodbye. And uh, and that's it. We don't have as much interaction uh, with them as I think people think. Once in a while, we do have to set up their demos and that kind of stuff. Uh, but... When a Bobby or a Giada have to cook, which sometimes happens they on do. the shows, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, how does that go usually? Is it pretty easy? They're like seasoned pros, obviously, but in a competitive yes. in a competitive frame, is it? Uh, I don't think I've worked with Giada in a competitive mm-hmm. frame. Nice. Um, how has that not with, happened? Well, <laughs> we're Bobby on, on Iron Chef. Yeah, um, oh, yeah, of course. You know, work with him. On yeah, that, Bobby but. throws. I mean, literally. I mean, I just came yeah. off of uh, Beat Bobby Flay for a couple episodes. He cooks. He guy guy works. Yeah. Guy works. Yeah. Uh, so, so Hugo, uh, you're taking the uh, fifth on that one. No yeah. worries. <laughs> you always. Uh, yeah. This one, uh, just to, we already answered this, but Joel from Sicily, Alaska, wanted to know who stocks wow. the shelves on Triple G and who makes the order list. So that's going to be no. you make the yeah. order list, and. Uh, a PA in a cool hat stocks the shelves, pretty much. Uh, no, it, it, it no. actually runs like a like a grocery store because you you have shipments, you have trucks that come in, you've got uh, bread vendors who who do the bread, you've got uh, meat purveyors that bring in the meat, and then we process it. Uh, but it so again, it's all I, hands I, on I, deck, pretty much. It's all hands on okay. deck. Yeah, got it. All right, uh, hierarchy, or how would you say that word? Hierarchy. See, it oh, sounded way better. Mm-hmm. Everything Artie says sounds better, and true. usually is better. The hierarchy of the culinary team. Who's on the team? From Fred in Los Angeles, California. Oh. Uh, depends on the show. Uh, guys, grocery game. I believe there's about fifteen of us. Okay. On the crew. Um, big. Yeah. Star. There's seven of us. Okay. Uh, the hierarchy is my boss, uh, Dave in New York. Okay. Um, but he's not usually on set as much as uh, I am. You know. So he doesn't count. So, I mean, that's fine. I mean, he counts. <laughs> right. We love him. But right, uh, so so uh, on Star, it's it's myself, the culinary producer, or senior culinary producer. Uh, underneath that, I have two associate producers. Uh, usually one will handle kind of the operation, the day-to-day stuff uh, in the kitchen, overseas the cooks, that kind of stuff, make sure that everything we need is there, challenge-specific. Uh, and then we have... An associate producer that kind of helps me in the back, kind of maintains the budget and, and the ordering oh. and all that good stuff. Yeah, nice. So how long how long does it usually take to go from like an associate producer to a senior producer? It took me, I want to say, two years, but you could also get really lucky and and like for example, right now there's three shows happening at the same time, right? And no, right. there's not that mm. many culinary people. There you mm. go. So you might be lucky enough to. Wind up so in a, always in a good. There's a lesson here. There's a business yeah. lesson here to work with a company that's growing. Correct. Yes, that's true. <laughs> right, because like you could be a line cook, and then all of a sudden you're a sous yeah. chef. Next thing you know, you're running the Wichita location of whatever it is. Correct. Yeah. Uh, I, will, I will say that no, even though there are so many culinary shows, it does feel like there's a small group of culinary producers because I feel like I see a lot of the same faces over and over yeah, again. Yeah, Richard was saying the same thing. Yeah, yeah. and right. you sort of know that you're in good hands depending on <laughs> yeah. depending on who's back there. You know, as a contestant. Well, I mean, the the fact is, it could be an absolute <laughs> show. Yeah, right. like if like the, like the work that you do is so important right. for just even the timing of it. Right, like Correct. we sort of got into like what happens when someone cuts themselves, but like if you're on a show that's doing, you know, a guys' grocery show that might do four challenges in a day to swap out those sets. 
within a couple of minutes and also do it quietly. Right. That's right. A, a lot the, of people don't know. There's always something the going on on set. You got to be right? quiet for all the shows. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There's always an interview going on behind a thin wall mm-hmm. somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Matter of fact, everyone should knock on the wall in the room that they're in right now. There's an interview happening somewhere. <laughs> and if you're in Los Angeles, Someone's it's listening. definitely happening. Someone's Someone being recorded. Yeah. And you can really just screw up some audio guy right now if you just knock really mm-hmm. hard on a wall. Hold on. Mm-hmm. That's apartment 2B. Yeah. There's a helicopter flying overhead. The funny, okay, we're back. The funny part about that is every show I've done, somehow culinary ends up next to the audio department. So oh, that's always fun. That's oh, always fun and a perfect segue to the next question. This is from Maggie in Huntington, New York. Kind of where I was born and raised. What about respect? Maggie wants to get into this. Wow. Is the culinary department well regarded as compared to other departments? Audio, like you said, camera ops, yeah. art. We talked about this earlier. We we are kind of newer to to the game. Camera has been around forever. Food shows have kind of just come about in the last eight years, yes. ten years, something like that. Uh, but you wind up working with a lot of the same crews, like Artie right. was saying, and, and so there's there's a lot of respect between all of us. And you know, like you were saying, you know, you, there's a good department. If I need some crabs or maybe an, an onion, you know, or <laughs> nice. I'm, I'm in my hotel room and I need a, a uh, couple oranges. Oh, yeah. that's, yeah. See now that perks, yeah, you that's because re- like there's no like audio perk. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, not really. No. Right, like I'm we trying to like, like, good double sided tape. Unless of course like you know you, unless you get into their lives and you know like oh that guy actually trains in CrossFit also. <laughs> right, You're like, that guy knows like that's someone I can get something else from later on in the day. Uh, <laughs> I will say that um, when Hugo was working a couple seasons ago on Grocery Games, I would always creep back to see what he was making for breakfast because he makes the most extraordinary breakfast. Nice. Yeah, ooh. So yes. that, I love going back into culinary while the cook is happening um, and seeing what they're doing because it's the just downtime. The best food yeah. is happening. And they know what all they know what every, what's, what's in the store. And they know all the ingredients. Always, you guys always say this. Well, we just had a little extra XXX <laughs> around, so I decided to whip up. That's right, awesome. Exactly. You know, and it's yeah. like the most extraordinary meatballs you've These ever These are loaded eaten. baked potatoes with truffles and lobster <laughs> and caviar. <laughs> Um, which that was just me sort of like asking for lunch. I haven't seen that this year, like millionaires. Um, That's cool. It was interesting though. So like you kind of want to be nice to certain departments on set because there are these weird perks. Yeah. Hair and hair and makeup is another one. Oh my God. I feel like, I feel like culinary and hair and makeup is kind of like, um, sure. I'll take a little bit of that free lotion that I love. (laughs) That unicorn rainbow lotion. Very seasonal. I'll see if I can get that through the Santa Rosa airport. (laughs) Well, and I make friends with the TSA agents in right, Santa exactly. Rosa, yeah. too. What's up? You know, Artie. Artie hey, party. What remember? up? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, down to the end of the questions here. How do I get into this field from Riggins in Dillon, Texas? That's a good question. Yeah. I guess you have to have some some training, some culinary knowledge. Los Angeles, New York are two good cities to be in if you want to get into this field. Got it. So based, I mean... The- which is kind of true now in both the entertainment world and in the food world. Right. Like mm-hmm. both big, massive markets to break into both of those industries. And this is a combination of both of them. And I so, would say be willing to, to start at the bottom because correct. it's a very specific mm-hmm. world of knowledge, this intersection of production and food. Right. It, it's hard to make the Wait, transition Wait, you're saying that you want to start at the bottom? Yeah. You, which and is be, with everything or no? No, like, but I just mean with this, like, I think that there's definitely people who are like, yeah, I'd love to be a culinary producer. And you're like, well, you're not necessarily going to start at the producer level, correct. right? You're going to start maybe as a steward sure. or, yeah, or a PA or whatever and then work your way up. Just know that that's actually part of your education. Correct. And it's hard sometimes when you're coming from the restaurant uh, part of it to make the transition. Uh, a lot of times oh, people yeah. think that, oh, I've worked at a restaurant before, so I can become a, a culinary person. It, it's, mm, it they're is, not, they're not, it's not a one-for-one uh, right. Right. for sure. It, it's good to have the knowledge, obviously, equipment, food, you know what things are. But it is a little different, though, because you know tomorrow's episode, we could be building a kitchen out in uh, the park down the street. Uh, we're building a kitchen from scratch. Right. We're, we're bringing everything in ourselves, which is not something that you normally do when you're working in a restaurant. Right. Now, right. you do it. Most of your stuff, though, is not like you're mostly in studio, right? Most of the stuff. Or, you, I mean, for mm-hmm. Star, you're probably in the field. Right. We're in the field for Star more than we are for other shows. Guys, Grocery Games, we're in the studio. Right. The, the, the whole time. That's kind of that's kind of interesting. You're right. Like you're if you're a if you're a badass sous chef slinging it at a, a well-regarded restaurant, it's not the same skill set. 
because the t- I feel like a lot of it's the timing, the sense of urgency. Even though we talk about sense of urgency in restaurants, the sense of urgency is just like, hey, everything's got to be ready by 5 p.m. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's this long build to like this moment where everything mm-hmm. needs to be re- ready. But like when you're on a set, it's literally like we need this in 30 seconds and this has to be done at 1142. Correct. And who keeps who keeps the timing uh, under control? Uh, like usually that's the AD our or? AD okay, so this is directors, the, 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 the timing, the pulse of the show per se. Right. Usually, generally speaking, the meanest person on set. With the loudest voice. The loudest person. I would say mean. I mean this, the person who has to keep it a little bit more military right. style because they, they are responsible for overtime yeah. and 30 Everyone minutes Everyone needs late. to be a little bit scared of the AD, I think. Right. Well, <laughs> it, that's true. Because it, it has so to that work when that he or she bellows, you're like, okay, yeah, yeah. Time to go. I'll stop talking. It's time to do that. Those are our questions. You Sanchez, Artie Sequera, thanks so much for hanging out with us. Hugo, since it's your first time on the podcast, hopefully not the last. Hopefully you want to come back. Absolutely. Uh, and I know I'm going to see you again very soon. I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> last thing we do is something we called 86. Something that you want to 86. It could be in, uh, it could be anything. I'm not even going to say what it could be because I feel like sometimes I give people like the direction that they should go. So what do you want to 86? Uh, I guess since world? we've been talking about uh, food and shows and all that good stuff, I would love to 86 Sriracha. Oh, oh, wow. Bye, Because Sriracha. it's had its time? Or because you it's overused. Like it. Overused. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Overused. Yes. I know. It's about time, right? Because there's so many hot sauces. Sure. Mm-hmm. Quick sidebar. I accidentally fed our <laughs> seven-year-old a sandwich with like loaded with hot sauce yesterday. <gasps> loaded. It's, it's Jasmine's fault. No, no, she was no. Like, give her a bite of that <laughs> tomato a, sandwich. I took a bite of his sandwich, but I didn't get any hot sauce. Right. I must have been on the edge or something like that, right? Yeah. And so I was like, oh, Embry was asking for a tomato sandwich yesterday. Yeah. Give her a bite. So like, she which takes, usually would be like tomato, mayonnaise, and salt. Right, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. She and takes like, a big old honking bite oh, out of the middle. She's got some basic, she got some like, basic taste ah! is what I'm saying. <laughs> I had some Cholula up in there. And it lit her up. And she was like, I'm on fire! It was kind of adorable. I knew it was okay, too. But it wasn't sriracha. Was her first first, uh, foray and uh, really something hot, probably. That's true. But I think also she she came back from it pretty quickly, which is great. 86 in sriracha, which is amazing. Dude, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Uh, Hey, everyone, do us a favor. uh, If you like this episode, because I know you did, uh, jump on over to the Podcast One app and drop us a review and rating. Also, go over to iTunes where we are proudly five stars. Woohoo! Five stars. Yes. It's the only five-star thing I've ever done <laughs> in my life. Uh, drop us a review over there. It takes like two seconds to just hit subscribe and it's free. And really, your subscriptions and your support has helped us surge up the arts category <laughs> into the top 50. We hit number 14. I'm really pumped up about no, it. Really? Really, really? Yeah, really, That's really surprised. Time, yo. Yeah. That's awesome. Almost into the all podcast category, like on all categories. Yay. Uh, top 200, which would be amazing. Yeah. The small thing. Almost, the small yeah. things we celebrate. Uh, but thank you so much for our support. Uh, and catch us next week. And until then, stay hungry. Thanks for listening to Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze. Download new episodes every Tuesday on the Podcast One app, Apple Podcasts, or PodcastOne.com. Everyone, you're awesome. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you to our sponsors who make this all possible. Hyundai. Go to Hyundai.com slash Shopper Assurance for more information. Also, thanks to Quip. Get your first refill pack free. Go to GetQuip.com slash Starving. And as always, to TrueCar, visit TrueCar for a better car buying experience. With currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might think there's nothing to bet on. Well, you'd be wrong. Our exclusive partner, Bet Online, still has hundreds of events, games, and props to wager on. From their online casino to poker and blackjack, as they are bringing the Vegas to you. Missing the NFL? No problem. Bet Online has live daily Madden NFL 20 simulations you can wager on. If you're into entertainment betting, you can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and even the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. All open 24 hours a day and all online. Visit the website or use the mobile device and join today to receive your new welcome bonus. Bet Online, your online wagering solution. Visit our good friends and exclusive partner at Bet Online to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and make sure to use that promo code PODCAST1 for your sign up bonus. Visit betonline.ag and don't forget that promo code PODCAST1 for your sign up bonus. Bet Online, your online sportsbook expert.